Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, hi there. I'm Penn Holderness. And I'm Kim Holderness. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah, so we talk about all kinds of issues that affect us. <laughs> We're guess very what's, selfish. Well, guess what? No, this doesn't just affect us. This no. affects anyone who has a child that goes to a school that has a thing <laughs> that we have to figure out. Uh, are you asking yourself, what the heck do I do about school? A lot of school districts are putting the uh, decision in parents' hands, which is, you know, you can choose a virtual option. You can try to send to school. And then they're all coming up with, like, how they're going to keep our kids and our community and our teachers safe. It's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. We've had we've already had a couple of these moments. I, I thought this was going to be college. Like, college was going to be the time that we had a tough time deciding, <laughs> deciding. things for our kids. I remember when Lola was six or something five maybe and we were trying to figure out which elementary school she was going to go to we have to. school choice in our area yeah, yeah. it's called controlled choice i don't know what they have now because we're over it. We, we're done with it we've made our choice and but again that's when the school board changes that all changes but we would like we visited five schools i didn't visit that many colleges um no i didn't either and then when we got the letter that she got into the school that she got into like you were sweating you profusely. that she got into harvard and, i know i mean but it was anyway details so right now i think a lot of parents i know we are we're in constant conversation about deciding do we just stay virtual or do we do we take the option of sending our kids with all the restrictions that i mean is that is that going to yeah. be healthy and safe for them as well? So when I'm confused, what I do is I reach out to my friends. Right. And a lot of people are doing this. A lot of people are going to Hope or Dr. Yeah, Seidel so and asking her because they don't want to make the decision. They want someone else to tell them what to do. And I'm, I'm also one of those people. So here's what you know. 
they need to know about Dr. Hope Seidel. She's a full-time pediatrician at Cary Pediatrics in Cary, North Carolina. She's been practicing for 20 years, but her passion is parent coaching. So after years of guiding her parents in the office to follow their compass, she followed her own and opened Parenting Coaches with her partner, Dr. Tracy Levitt. Uh, Hope offers one-on-one coaching to parents virtually for parents all over the country. You can find her either at, at the practice as a pediatrician or at parentingcoaches.com and on Instagram, Parenting Coaches. So uh, Dr. Seidel uh, did this Facebook Live the other day yeah. saying, hey, parents, this is let, let's talk about school. And it got a crazy amount of views. So I called her and I'm like, can you just tell me what to do? So here she and she is a friend. She's a she's a lovely human being. And um, we really, really appreciate her guidance in all of this. And welcome to our friend, Dr. Hope Seidel. She is fielding a lot of questions from her patients' parents and her friend community and her her parenting coaching community, uh, specifically around school, I imagine. Talk to us about what you are recommending for school right now. So uh, I think the biggest challenge that parents are having right now is coming up with a right decision about what to do about school. I mean, we're sort of in this holding pattern right now in many of the school districts, frankly, around the country, but especially locally, about what exactly is going to happen. But parents are calling me asking me what what they should do about school in general. And I think the the biggest obstacle is that they're really looking to find out from me what the right choice is, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I'm telling my parents in general, actually what I'm asking my parents is, is what do they think the right thing is to do, right? Because in this kind of situation, there really isn't a right answer. Mm -hmm. There just really isn't a right answer. I mean, this is the thing. The right answer is the one that you make right by how you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to have a lot of choices, Kim, and then when they get a cho- the choice, they're paralyzed sometimes by indecision. <laughs> and so, you know, that's what our community does. So then we reach out, we look on the internet, we get in our mom's groups, we talk to our parents, we call our pediatrician, trying to kind of outsource our discomfort mm-hmm. <laughs> so that we can get all the information we need so we don't have to sit in all of the discomfort by ourselves. Um, But the truth is, is that many parents know exactly what to do. They just don't trust themselves to make the call, Mm. right? They just don't trust themselves. And they're, you know, if if being right, to me, being right about the right decision about school is not the goal, right? To me, the goal is to make a choice, to sit with it, to see where it leads you, to decide if you like it. If you don't like it, then just change your mind and then just learn what the decision was meant to teach you and repeat. Like what a gift to show our kids that, right? Yeah, that's, inc- and I, I tell my kids because I mean, there's a hundred percent gonna need therapy as we all do, by the way, I, I love some therapy, hey. but I'm like, oh, I, I, I was, I, I always say, tell your therapist that your mother did the very best she could with the information she had, okay? Just tell your therapist that your mother was making the best decision possible about everything, that's not right. even in a pandemic, just about everything in general. I was doing the best I could. That's right. But, you know, it's okay. Like the best decision possible is the best you can do always. Right. Mm -hmm. If you say to, if you say to your kids, honey, if you change your mind, it's okay by showing them that it's okay for you to make a decision. That is, that is something you think through later on. Right. You don't have to make it mean that if you weren't right, if you change your mind, Mm 
-hmm. You could just mean that you were learning. I mean, look at this, right? Let's just think about it like this. Look at, I'm a scientist, right? So if all the vaccine people decided they're trying to make this COVID vaccine, right? If they mm -hmm. made this vaccine and they decided, we're just gonna think about it a lot. We're just gonna think about it and ask a lot of people about what we should do and talk about it. And they didn't just get right in there and start to work at it. Like scientists get a hypothesis. And then what they do is that they try it. And when it doesn't work, they just adjust. Mm -hmm. And then they learn what they were meant to learn from it. And then they do something else. And that's how we come up with a vaccine and many other scientific magnificent decisions. Yes. And so this is just a beautiful time for your kids to be able to see you. We don't always know exactly how our decisions are going to pan out, but they're going to be right either way because we're just going to decide. And so that's what I'm telling my parents is not to go get so consumed with the outcome and be just sitting in the process a little bit. It's okay. That's great advice. And it, it empowers you to make your decision and stick with it and be proud of it. Like you said, it's a good way to teach your kids about decision making and how no decision is perfect. I remember you saying that in your Facebook post, and I've definitely related to that. So, I, so I'm now taking on the mentality of just kind of a simple-minded, stubborn dad who <laughs> uh, who goes into the place and asks you, "Hey," and the reason the the simple-minded, stubborn dad just wants to know more. Like you're you're a pediatrician, you know more than me. So you tell me to make your own decision and stick with it. I say thank you, but but what do we do? <laughs> what, what, are you, yeah. what are you doing? What can you tell me that I don't know already? And I know that's hard to do with you right now because I feel like you're learning something new every day. Well, the, the issue really is, is very personal for all of our parents, right? So what I, I classically do when I'm encouraging parents to come up with their own decision for this particular topic is we talk about what all the factors are that are going into their choice, right? So you may have an older parent that's at home. You may feel like you need to, um, that you don't have the support that you need for your child who is, you know, for your child who has special needs. Um, you may be worried that you um, have a family that's food insecure that needs to make sure that their child gets breakfast and lunch. And so weighing those decisions is sort of how we come up with a, a plan in general, right? Um, I had a, a family recently that asked me um, about a certain age child who was quite young, and we weighed the pros and cons of whether or not them getting sick was something that they were going to be able to be comfortable with because the child is was two and touching everything. And then some kids have underlying conditions that do make it more dangerous. Parents have cancer that make it more uncomfortable when they're going to be coming home from school. It just really does depend on the circumstances for each scenario. But the truth is in this particular situation, we can't use the same rules pen to make a decision. It's almost like we're trying to weigh which, which situation is worse, right? Or which situation is better. And then we're just doing the very best we can. So mm -hmm. what I'm encouraging my parents to do is to talk through the, the different options that are there. And then we just kind of make the very best decision we can based on what their circumstances are. And so that's why I say it's just not a right, because I don't think any of the decisions are perfect. In our school district, and I know school districts across the country, they're coming up with these recommendations. God bless the administrators who are trying to navigate this. This is not, I'm not at all coming down hard on administrators or teachers, but there is a requirement that all students who do choose to attend would be in masks all day. Our kids mm -hmm. actually have shown some great endurance in masks. You know, we've had, we've had some practice and we even have them like hanging out in their masks just to kind of get used to it. 
Um, what's been your experience seeing seeing your children in the in the in your practice wearing masks? Like, what sort of habits should we be aware of with the masks? You know, just in terms of like framing this for our kids. First of all, kids are are quite a resilient bunch. If mm-hmm. you really want to learn about resilience, you know, pay attention to your children. I mean, I am astonished and so impressed with how many of the kids in my practice are just doing, the young kids um, are doing with masks in general. And this is the thing, like we model responsibility as parents. So when we show up with an energy around masks wearing that is about our community, that is about being part of accountability and compassion and taking care of others. Kids get that. They are natural empaths. They want to be part of something that is kind. That's how, that's how kids start out. And so I have found, in addition to the kids tolerating the masks really well, the ones who have the hardest time are the parents who have the hardest time. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed <laughs> seeing how fun um, the masks have been for the kids to show their personalities. And when we make a big deal about them in the office and make jokes about them, we use humor about how silly it is to only see each other's eyes. Kids enjoy the banter and the game of it. You know, um, I think that kids can adapt to just about anything when we come with the right energy. And so I I think kids are doing quite well. Now, is it perfect? No, Uh, there's certainly ways in which touch their kids touch their faces or move their masks from time to time just impulsively that I think are going to, you know, make things more challenging for mask wearing all the time. Does that answer your question? I mean, that's it, kind it of does. how I feel about no, the mask wearing. No, no, I, I think there's been, just on my personal Facebook feed, it's dominated by this question of what should we do about school? A lot of my mom friends are have already chosen the virtual option, um, and mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. are like like you were saying. I mean, they work full time; they're expected to be in office, so they they don't really have a choice. And and yes, and they their kids want that social outlet at school and being in in classroom. So there's no wrong there's no wrong answer, but there is a big question on like my kid's not going to sit in a mask all day. I'm like, I think your kid's going to be fine. Um, I, my kid, my, I mean, that's just, that's just me. Um, there might be some, I also have a friend who has a special needs child who has extreme sensitivity specific, specifically around his ears. So he can't, like, he, that's not going to work. Wearing a mask right. all day is just not going to work. So everybody, right. yeah. But this is what I love, Kim. It's like, see how the parents in that scenario that you just described have pre-decided it's not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. So that is the energy that they bring into mask wearing into their home. That's kind of when we decide my child cannot do that. They will not do that. They, that they're not capable of that. That energy informs that thought really informs every way that the parents act. They hear their, you know, the kids hear them saying that to you um, or to one another when they're in a couple. And so all of those um, do affect, of course, the way that their kids tolerate masks. Um, and so that kind of positive, um, you know, this is what we're doing for our community. I mean, I have young kids in my office often who are, who will say, I'm wearing my mask to keep you safe. Oh. And I will say, thank you so much. I'm wearing my mask to keep you safe. Aren't we both so awesome? And they love to be filled up with that kind of energy. It's just that easy. Instead of my child can't, you're already pre-deciding that that's not going to be possible. You've already terminated that possibility for your child. 
I know a lot of parents are also concerned, and I say a lot of parents, but it's me, um, about just the, the, the academic, I mean, we're t- all this talk about like falling behind. I'm not as concerned, really, because I, I feel like we should just like survive the pandemic. And if we can exit healthy, then we've won. But yeah, I mean, I have a daughter going into eighth grade, and then soon it'll be high school. And there's like, she's going to be expected to like academically, you know, be able to hit the ground running in high school. But what happens if we are doing virtual learning in eighth grade and then I, I'm I suck as a as a homeschool teacher so just this like academically what happens if our kids are start to fall behind so it depends on what you mean by falling behind right so when you say that you you presume that there's like some academic standard that will eventually define their success as a human being mm-hmm. based on what they get in whatever grade they're in. This is like normal, by the way, like mm-hmm. everybody's having this feeling like we're going to be behind what? And that's my question, like behind what? Like if if this year, the goal that you had was not about them reading Oedipus, but it was about learning how to Uh, Oh, gosh, a thousand things, honey, like cooking or Mm -hmm. um, communicating differently or or just finding an interest that brings them joy. That is something that they're really passionate about. Um, You know, not every parent has that luxury, but there's just so many opportunities that we have to think outside the box instead of thinking really on where what we're not getting. Right. Mm -hmm. It is going to be a different academic experience for sure. But when we qualify that as they're going to be behind, it sets a standard that says that where we were going was just so wonderful, which is not necessarily true. You're it's just so, the thought you have about it. Yeah, you're so right, because academically, I mean, we're only judging on things that we're judging on like these four things that somebody has decided are very, very important. We're going to assign a letter grade to it where my children totally. may be excel, like Lola's a brilliant artist and they don't even give right. grades for that in their school. That's right. So, and yeah. you know what? And the people who you want to be around are people who have empathy mm-hmm. and who are compassionate and are patient and who are resilient and who know they can do hard things and who are willing to be uncomfortable. I mean, these are the kinds of strengths that we really don't teach our kids. I mean, what if, what if just stopping was allowed our kids to have some space to just breathe. What if that was exactly what this generated generation needed? It's just, that's what I was talking about on my Facebook post. It's just, we've decided um, that we're missing out on so many things without pausing to notice what the potential is for all of the things we don't even know we're gonna get from this potential gift. It just doesn't feel like a gift because it feels like so much loss. Mm-hmm. It's hard also because I, I definitely felt that way in March and April. You know, when like the, the weather was great and the kids were home and <laughs> it's not, it's not March or April anymore. We're in July and it's, but I, I like, thank you. We need, we need Dr. Seidel to keep pumping us up about that. Hey, um, I, I this is something I would ask you at like, a, if we were at dinner together, which I don't which know when one that's going to happen. We're one gonna day, do one again. day we'll get back together. And I had, I had this I'll saved. In, <laughs> yeah. I had this saved in my pocket. I don't even know if you have like an answer to this, but it's like a story. Okay. So I'm sitting on the beach, um, uh, talking at a safe distance to someone, uh, and <laughs> this person tells me, "Well, did you know that they don't that you can't even transmit COVID uh, from kid to kid?" And 
I said, no, I didn't know that. And she goes, well, statistically, it is much, much less likely, and it's just not happening. And I have done no research to back that up. I have no idea if it's true. Did you hear when, when that was said? I, no, because I literally, so we went to this very desolate beach. We went because nobody goes there. And yeah. we went, and then there would be people walking up. And we kept we were, like, running away from them. So yeah. I didn't hear it because I wasn't standing that close. But also, Someone, that's not true. Well, I don't know. I'm just telling you the story. Is like is is that I can ask the pediatrician. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, like, was that person <laughs> was that person making any sense? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. Uh, yeah, there is there is some preliminary truth to that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think given the timeliness of this conversation and when it may or may not be um, listened to. Yeah, we are recording uh, you know, this data... on July the 19th. I'll say that. July 19th. <laughs> we know we do this. We've been, yeah. it's so funny. We've been doing this for every podcast. Like just, we don't know what, <laughs> we know. might be on Mars next week. Yeah. So that's right. We, we easily, it's, it's, yeah, we really don't know what yeah, tomorrow is. It's July. So, of... so Dr. Seidel's answer as of July 19th is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, the kids, kids in general actually are doing fairly well currently from, um, the illness. Um, you know, the thing to remember and kid to kid transmission does seem to be, um, less, um, okay. but, um, but the only thing to remember about children is they're disgusting. And so, <laughs> so true. Uh, studies have shown the kids are gross. The kids pick their noses and then put That's them right. in people's they faces. They are just disgusting. And so, bless their little hearts. So, um, so you know, the problem is, is that they are they are fomites for disease. You know, the thing about it is, is that this is why the flu shot is so important in children, among others. They also get sicker from the flu, but but you know, children transmit disease at such a higher rate than adults. Um, 
and they are the vector for so much illness. So this is when we talk about the flu vaccine. This is a common conversation I have as well. Like, right. I know your child's likely to survive the flu, but um, they are the reason that there's a high incidence of illness in the community, given how dirty they can be and how, uh, how not careful they can sometimes just accidentally be by the nature of where they are developmentally. So, um, and so they, they, they transmit disease. And of course it's adults that can, this is where our teachers are really suffering right now because putting them in scenarios in school that make them more vulnerable when the kids right. are probably kid to kid, not going to have as much of an issue based on what we currently know <laughs> um, is really one of the bigger you know, quandaries that a lot okay. of our... This is good. So the equation I'm looking at, because I look at everything like an equation, kind of a math nerd, awesome. is awesome. is that the, the, the data that at this point suggests that maybe it doesn't transmit as much uh, among kids is counterbalanced by the data that kids are bleeping gross. <laughs> Yes, the, um, the okay. grossness factor is a high problem. Yes, and, I got well, it. so I think what she's trying to say is yes, kid to kid, like our kids themselves might be fate, but say our kid brings it home. To transmit to us, to 100%. us or to a teacher or to an administrator. Yep. Like that's you. the question mark. Okay. Yes. And the, and the, and, and the, you know, and, and the, there's such a very high, um, um, likelihood that someone in a, in a community is asymptomatic and completely unaware that they're transmitting illness is also a variable that is still unfolding. And and I think that's important to know. And what you even said about science before was like, you go down a path, it fails, you go down the next right path. And I think that like better science debunks good, you know, good science is debunked by better science and just like continuing. And we're just learning so much every single day. Right, right. Like there's this collective concern among people who are doubtful about this whole pandemic that because the science was wrong the first time that it's wrong all the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, if there were certain information that came out early on as we were still learning about this disease, um, that that meant, well, if they got it wrong initially, then they don't know what they're talking about. They being the collective medical community and whatnot. Right. Um, and it, you know, science just doesn't work that way. I mean, it is a, when it's done well, it is an evaluation over and over and over again till we're achieving excellence. And then we're still evaluating it after that to make sure that it's still the right thing to do. That's how we have such good healthcare. In our Wouldn't that be amazing if we did that in all areas of our life? That would just be bananas. Amen, That'd be bananas. bananas to have an open mind and have your mind changed. So, wow. So I'm in, I'm in the doctor's office with uh, Dr. Said Elgin. I'm thinking, okay, I asked him, should they go to school? She, she tells us we should make our own decision. Actually makes a lot of sense. I go with that. The very next question I ask you is, when are we going to get a vaccine and when are we going to get a treatment? Um, how, like how many people are asking you that now? On the, I mean, you're a scientist. How much of the science is, is coming into your office right now? And people just, sometimes it's just out of like desperation and hope. So this is the craziest thing, right? I'm crazy opinionated in my office. I mean, I'm very good at telling parents, like, if you want my opinion, I'll give it to you. Yeah. And I'll tell you whether or not it's my opinion or it's science. And then you can take what you like and leave the rest. That's kind of how I operate. And um, and parents are so uncomfortable. And I am so uncomfortable as we have these kinds of conversations in the office around what is the answer to some of the things surrounding COVID, right? So. Right. My my answer around the vaccine is is that um, is that um, I wouldn't expect one anytime soon, yeah. right? And given our, you know, um, there's just there's, uh, yeah, I don't know how to answer that, Pam. Yeah, that's fine. That's, I, that's actually a good answer at this point. Like, I think I don't ha I don't know how to answer that, Pen. Is an informed answer. 
Yeah. I, I don't know how quickly it's going to happen. Yeah. I also um, am very optimistic that it will. And I also know that our vaccine climate will come with a whole new set of rules. Like, remember how I said last time people want to, ch- people, people want choices <laughs> yeah. um, until, until you tell them they don't have a choice. Right. And then they don't want to do that. <laughs> That's yeah. human nature. Right. <laughs> so everybody's really worried about a vaccine until we get it. Then everyone's probably going to be really worried about the vaccine. So, right. you know, yeah, I predict. That's gonna... Yeah, that's a whole different. That's a whole different whole podcast. podcast. That's a whole different whole podcast. Um, now, is there? You know, we do have a, a rising eighth grader and a rising fifth grader, and they've they've missed out slash are just they're they're learning about canceled sports seasons coming up. They're learning about like all those things, and it's, I mean, dude, it sucks. It sucks. So so talk to me. How are you walking your own kids? Um, through through this? In my home, I have a very high tolerance for my children being in pain. Mm-hmm. So I think pain is part of life, and so is fear, and so is sadness. And I think having empathy for where our kids are right now is one of the most healing things that we can do for our children. And so sometimes we use humor and sometimes, which it should be easy for your family, some, sometimes we talk about gratitude. Um, sometimes it's really hard to be positive. And so we're just not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes they cry. Sometimes we're angry and then we're accountable for it. I don't have a need for my children to be okay with all of this. It's not okay. A mm-hmm. lot of it's not okay. And so I think that gives them some space um, to have a tough day and to be, you know, uncomfortable. Mm. Does that answer your question? It hundred percent does. And I, I, I find, I find myself personally, I do the, listen, it sucks and I'm so sorry. And it just, it sucks. And you're right to feel this way. Everything you're feeling is there's no wrong answer. But then mm-hmm. I immediately flip into let's make it better. And there's just no making it better, you know? And so I think that I'm not that also, I mean, for example, today, so Lola is really big into tennis and she's been, they don't, they're not playing tennis tournaments, obviously, but they did say that tennis was a good socially distant sport. I mean, you're very far away and blah, blah, blah. So um, there ha- there was like this one last tournament that was like on the schedule in our area that they hadn't canceled yet. So we had signed her up. And then, of course, we got word today that it was canceled. So she was very upset. And so the instinct was like, well, let's find another one. N- no, yeah. it's they're yeah. probably canceling it for a very good reason. Let's yeah. just take a beat. Let's be sad and not like rush into like fixing every single thing for the record i did rush into it i fixed everything and i signed her up for like three more tournaments that'll probably get canceled <laughs> they're all gonna get canceled i bet no no but yeah. this is like this is this is me and this is my daughter being sad i know and yeah. so i let her be i was like oh i'm sorry this sucks so bad i'm just gonna sneak out in the other room i'm gonna try to fix everything <laughs> yeah and yeah that's, for that's, sure yeah. well listen i think that's wrong. i mean i think listen i think it's okay to either create gratitude or to create a positive spin on things to help your kids see a different way to look at it. Like, I think that's a very powerful way to parent. The only time that that's not useful is when you 
are using positivity to erase how your child is feeling. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about that, honey. It's going to be fine. You know, it just, it really, it, it doesn't give them any room to feel. It's like when, when you're exhausted from homeschooling and, you know, Penn comes downstairs from doing that life-changing Hamilton parody awesome. and, you know, and you're, I can't even talk about it. It was so good. And, um, and that, I mean, so good. And then, <laughs> and then he comes down and, and you're just exhausted and, or, or doing something that's really frustrating for you. And he's like, it's fine. Just buck up. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it just says, I'm so sorry. I need a minute to be in all of my pain right now. Yeah. Right? I need that time. I don't want to sit in it forever. But I need that. And your kids need that, too. And listen, I mean, how are our kids going to handle all the other garbage life sends us moving on if we don't let them figure out that they can move through it? We just say, don't feel that. Let's not do that. It's okay. We're going to be fine. Let's do another activity. You know, it doesn't let them sit in anything that serves them as adults. You're going to love the chapter in our book coming up, uh, Dr. Seidel, called Why Can't You Just Be Happy for One Minute? (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm not making it up. It's how I learned all of these things that you're saying right now. <laughs> I was like, you can't fix it. He's <laughs> like, no, but I can it's, do this. It, I can do this. It's I'm quite like, no. the motif in our family, and I finally figured it out. Um, and but then I, but it's funny that you mentioned that because it took me until this year, and we mentioned this last week in the podcast. It took me until this year to realize I've got to do the same thing with my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's such a loving way to parent. It really is a very loving way to parent. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that. Um, so is, is it your, uh, so here's my theory and you don't even have to answer one with yours. Cause I know you have a, you have patients that might listen to this. I might have a reaction to this I as well. Think, I don't know you have a theory. I think that we, uh, as a family, our decision, cause it's the best decision for our family. We've talked over all the options as they stand right now in July of yeah. 2020 and what our school has said they're going to do and how it's going to be, you know, like phase. They're not going to be in school full time. There's going to be like a balance. But we are going to try to send our kids. But I don't know that that best safe decision of the mask yeah. and the thing, the whatever, is going to be good for them. But but like stand by that decision and also know. Sorry, I know this is what she's supposed to say. Also know that it like your decision might change. In no, like no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying, OK, I think that's going to last for about two full weeks. And then I think that the <laughs> schools are going to be shut down again. I don't picture I'm and I am Susie optimist. I don't I think we're going to be homeschooling again. So yeah. so but yeah. your decision is that you you're, you're going to try. You're going to do whatever the school offers, you're going to try it. We're, because that's what my if my kids had one ounce of hesitation, we would I I because my my instinct would be to keep them home. No, I'm with you. But I, they but they they want to go. But I I believe we are going to be virtual learning through 2021, and I have That's to right. I have to laugh when I say that out loud because I that or I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, for sure, and you know, and that and the, and the funniest part about that okay, it's not really that funny, but the 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 most interesting part about what may come true in your movie yeah. is that so many parents have spent all of the last several weeks in fear and worry. What I said the other day of marinating and just kind of yeah. all of this negative wasting so much time that they can't get back on a decision that probably will be made for them in a couple of weeks. And so it's just, that's kind of the point when I say, just make a decision and move on. It's not, I'm not trivializing how important it is to want to be certain. I'm just want everyone to notice that certainty is not always possible, but you know, there's not always a value in, 
inaction while you're just kind of going on and on and on and on, right? You're not moving yeah. forward. You're just sitting somewhere. We yeah. are going to get this podcast out as quickly as possible. <laughs> because literally something, it is, I think this year, there's so many things I've learned this year, but I, I am one who likes a plan. I like a list. I like to check things off the list. I like, I have a vision board. Yeah, you're in the, I, wrong, you're in the wrong, and wrong time and place, year. I'm on the wrong planet for that right now, but it has taught me to like really roll with it um, in a way that I think t 2019, Kim, would not have yeah. so I think that's so awesome and I really think if most people pay attention to what they can be learning instead of what they lost that there are would be so many people who felt that way I mean this has been the most transformative year for my business both my both of my businesses um it has been just um it it, it just is you can't change the circumstance that we're in right now. It mm -hmm. is what it is. And so fighting against that, you're going to lose a hundred percent of the time, like fighting against reality, you always lose. And so the only option is to consider where you want to be in the circumstance. And so where I want to be in this circumstance, I mean, I don't need to be baking bread, but I do want to <laughs> like be in this. Not that I'm jealous that no one gave me a starter because that would have been nice, <laughs> but I don't need to be baking bread, but but it's okay. Like, I just want to show up and pay attention on what we're supposed to be learning. And our kids are watching how we show up. Your kids are watching you and how you're making use of this time and what your lessons are. I cannot say that strongly enough. It's so important. They're little sponges, aren't they? I mean, they are. down they to are. like the cuss words. I mean, our kids are going to go back to school when they go back because they're going to go back eventually. They may not yes. be able to like count or do multiplication, but they're going to have like a well-timed cuss word. And I'm going to say, you know what, honey, I taught you well. <laughs> That's right. They really have been exposed to a lot more profanity. Well, and then we don't even, the last couple I of just sometimes, you know what I mean? I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. So I, uh, anyway, <laughs> um, Dr. Hope Seidel, where can people find you? Where should, where should, they're going to hear your voice. They're going to love your wisdom. How can they follow you and find you? Well, um, I am a pediatrician at Cary Pediatrics and we have an office in Apex at Apex Peds and also Fuquay Pediatrics. And, um, you know, I'm kind of a wide open book. I'm pretty easy to find on the internet. I, what you see is what you get kind of with me. And I, um, and I also, um, and so I work full time at both of those mm -hmm. uh, at, in my pediatric practice. And um, and I also uh, have a life and parent coaching business that I um, that I do um, some of the work around mindset um, with my patients. You know, I love, love, love um, doing medical care. I love diagnosis and medicine and all the conversations around that. But uh, really healing is a lot is about more than just kind of illness. And a lot of times it's about getting where parents are in their mind and helping them find some power over that and helping them heal their kids. And I really love that work too. And so um, I have a, a parenting coaching business, parentingcoaches.com, uh, where I um, have a website and an Instagram page and uh, that business is evolving as well. But mostly I'm sitting in my office taking <laughs> care of babies enjoying my uh, life. I love being a doctor. It's good work. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom. We'll make sure to put all of your links and all that information in the show notes so people can find you. Um, just count on us. Uh, and, and you have a podcast too, by the way, you have to promote that, right? 
Well, okay. Yeah. Well, my office has a podcast. Yes. We have a podcast that's on iTunes. You can get to it through our, yeah. it's through our office, Carrie Pediatric Center. Yes. On parenting in the pandemic. And it's just to provide some value, a little bit of humor and some guidance for parents as they're kind of struggling through all of these issues that we've discussed tonight. Okay. You know, want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Okay. Well, I cannot wait to see your actual face one day again. Um, I will count on that. Me yes. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You guys are doing great work. I appreciate uh, it. And, um, okay, we're, we're hit the stop button there. We were recording, right, Penn? Okay, good. Uh. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.